Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. Hola, I am Dan Day on a Miami Monday. You know what we do here on the best of the Joe Show on Mondays to get you through what is the worst day of the week. We tailor the show just a little extra Miami to help you push on through. So we're going to have music on the way from Miami artist. Also, the Joe Rose Show going to be talking with Lieutenant Governor Jeanette Nunez. Dan Lebertard Show, going to have weekend observations, then Hawk and Crowder talking about all the football craziness. Plus, you can tweet hashtag Miami Monday at Dan Day Radio, and if I like what makes you so Miami, I might just read it out on the air. Right now, reading out the headlines, Major League Baseball will propose a 76-game season with players receiving 75% of their prorated salaries. The MLBPA has not responded yet. Offensive lineman Jared Williams is headed to Miami. Williams is a grad transfer from the University of Houston. Rumors persist that the Heat are aiming to acquire Pelicans guard Drew Holiday. He'll be a free agent in the summer of 2021. Former Dolphins Minka Fitzpatrick and Laramie Tunzel have been named to the NFL All-Analytic team. Both were traded by Miami last season. The Marlins will host a virtual draft party this Wednesday. It'll be on the team's YouTube page starting at 6.30 p.m. Shaquille O'Neal has urged the Saints to stay united in the wake of Drew Brees making anti-kneeling comments. O'Neal played collegiately in Louisiana at LSU. And now, we take a step into the day spa. (sighs) A food park in Italy has created the world's largest sheet of pasta, measuring 262 feet long. Get in my belly! Massachusetts police had to rescue a dog and its owner from a sewer this past weekend. Apparently, the dog ran in the sewer and the owner went after it. Hmm, good to know that both the dog and the owner are on the same IQ level. A mom-to-be in England plans to name her baby after her favorite mushroom, Portabella. She's my hot mess of the day. A panda at the Copenhagen Zoo recently broke out of its enclosure. Goodness, even the animals are tired of this quarantine. Now on the weather, tonight's forecast, overcast with temperatures around 80. Wake up in the morning, the first thing you need is some Joe. No, not coffee. Joe Rose Show, weekdays, 6 to 10, right here on 560. The Joe, wake up, get up, get going with Joe Rose, Zach Krantz, Hollywood. This morning, they caught up with the lieutenant governor of this great state of Florida, Jeanette Nunez, talking COVID-19. Are we closer to phase two down here in South Florida? The protests that have been going on, plus... 
we get some hard-hitting information from the Lieutenant Governor. Before we get going, Lieutenant Governor, how busy have you been on this radio thing with the AM and FM stations? Is it is it every day? Yeah, pretty much, I would say. it's uh, It's been pretty busy for, for the last couple of months, but it's been a great opportunity to reach out and, and talk to communities throughout the state. So I've enjoyed it, but nonetheless, it has been very busy. I know at the protests, we'll jump into that in just a second, kind of loss has been this coronavirus and these numbers that are going up over the last five or six days with a thousand plus new cases. Is it because we're doing more testing? Are you guys concerned at this point that the numbers are going the wrong way? So if you look at the volume of testing that we've had over the past couple of days, really uh, that's been a focus of Governor DeSantis and the priority to expand testing and also to make sure that we're testing in every corner of the state. Uh, Take Saturday, for example. It was, I think, our all-time high in terms of test results. Uh, We had roughly 55,000 test results come back. And if you look at the percentage of people that tested positive for the first time in that batch, of test results, it was also uh, pretty low at roughly three and a half percent. So those those are good metrics that we look at from a public health perspective. So sometimes people get alarmed when they look at just one piece of the puzzle, but really and truly you have to look at it in, in its entirety. And so when you have testing go up, obviously the numbers are going to go up. But right now we're focused on the testing and also looking at areas such as such as agricultural communities to make sure that we are deploying resources, testing there, because um, those are areas where we're looking at as well in terms of increase of case. I know phase two started January, uh, June 5th, excuse me, June 5th for all the counties except for Miami-Dade, Broward, and Palm Beach, and we're starting to get a little bit more down here. Uh, has there been any talk about Palm Beach or Broward maybe making a jump before Miami-Dade because of obviously the largest number of cases in Miami-Dade, but Palm Beach or Broward maybe getting there a little bit closer than Miami? That's what occurred during phase one, but again, we, we look at each county. Um, obviously, the mayor would have to put in the request or the administrator of uh, for that ability to jump into phase two. So we look at the county, and as I mentioned, we look at the rate of positivity. We look at uh, what we call syndromic surveillance, which is the individuals that show up at an emergency room with associated symptoms of COVID-19, so fever, shortness of breath, and cough, and things like that. So we look at sort of the whole piece of the puzzle that I mentioned earlier, and um, obviously we want to work collaboratively with those mayors. So it's possible that Broward or Palm Beach may go before Miami-Dade, but that obviously is a decision that will need to be made locally and then in in consultation with the governor. All right, let's 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 talk about the protest. Uh, we've seen all over uh, state and, of course, a lot right here in South Florida. What's been the governor's take by, by the impact uh, and yours on the on the protests that have taken place? Well, I would say that the governor has been uh, really pleased with all of the community's support, all of the, and, you know, the, the collaboration that we've seen. Uh, we're, we're appalled by what we saw, what occurred in, in Minneapolis. The governor has been very clear on that. And so he believes that those individuals that want to protest have the right to protest and he encourages them to do so peacefully. What he has, he has also said is he wants to make sure to maintain law and order. So what you haven't seen in Florida for the most part uh, is what you see in some other cities and other states that has really escalated to a situation that is dangerous and a lot of violence and a lot of looting and things of that nature. So we don't want to see that in Florida. I don't think Floridians want to see that in Florida. So our hats off to those that are protesting peacefully, those that are engaging in their constitutional rights, and also so the folks in law enforcement that have been making sure to, for the most part, not escalate and, and provide an, an area of safety for those that want to engage in protest. Do you expect us to see some change? They've been pretty pretty powerful around the country and here in South Florida. You, you expect there to be some, some changes come out of this as, as you watch it? 
Well, obviously, the, the protests have been widespread and they've been consistent. And, and so to to the extent that there is conversations and discussions in communities, not just here, but throughout the country, uh, what I can tell you is that I know from the statewide perspective, the governor inquired and, and spoke with our highway, highway safety, with our um, highway patrol. He spoke with our Florida Department of Law Enforcement. And that is not a tactic that they teach statewide here in Florida. So, you know, I think if there is a change that they should reevaluate the use of excessive force and how they how they deploy those tactics. But again, I think that's an important conversation to have. And I think, again, what we've said, a, a horrible situation that occurred that should have never occurred. And in any industry, as we've seen um, time and again, obviously, law enforcement is no exception. There are, there are bad apples and those bad apples need to be uh, dealt with and they need to be dealt with swiftly. You said with the bad apples, unfortunately, those videos are coming out uh, all over the country. Uh, and it's, it's unfortunate to see that because there are bad videos to watch just from the normal you know standpoint but as these videos come in and they trickle down to you and the governor up there uh how do you deal with that on a you know county by county kind of uh when you watch this stuff how do you guys deal with this um when it comes down to calling law enforcement in each county if you do see some sort of video like that does the governor get directly involved like how does that process work so obviously if there is a situation like what we saw in minneapolis that clearly will elevate and escalate to to the level of the governor um we work closely with our counties on a number of issues. And obviously, if there is a situation like that, I suspect at that point, the governor will get involved. But but it really is important that we recognize that there are hundreds of thousands of law enforcement officers each and every day that put on the uniform that do right by their communities. And so we need to also recognize that it's important, it's incumbent upon the leadership at the top, our police chiefs, our sheriffs, to instill the type of leadership and the type of integrity in the profession. Um, so that really is a, a top, a tone from the top, a top-down approach that needs to that needs to be rampant. They need to demonstrate leadership that law enforcement officers need to speak out when they see one of their peers, you know, doing things like what we saw in that video. And it was a shame that no one at that point decided to speak out and, and to do something to save George Floyd's life. So all of those discussions, I think, of course, the governor will be engaged in at some point, but but that is something that I think our communities, our, our counties, our cities really need to sort of take a step back, reevaluate, and see if there's something that needs to be done. I was just curious for for the little bit that we've had, it's been pretty pretty good for the most part with just peaceful protests. But for the agitators and and, and some of the people that have looters and and those, they they talked about outsiders coming in here. Have we? Have we seen a lot or what are people saying at the back end that are are we seeing people from out of this state that are involved in this, some of the destruction? I suspect that there are, a, you know, a number of individuals that come in from out of state. But I also think that, you know, a lot of a lot of the people locally are are stepping out and, and protesting. And again, that's fine. Uh, but when when you see the situation escalate, uh, obviously, those individuals that are arrested uh, will have a, a pretty robust set of data points to know whether or not they were outside agitators um, or individuals that are local. And so I think that that's an important piece of information to ascertain once all the dust settles, right? And so I think initially in, in Minneapolis, they were saying they were outside agitators, and then they sort of had to backpedal. So I think it just depends on the community. But, you know, of course, there are people that want to politicize and want to, you know, come into communities and create additional strife and tension. But, but again, I think it's important that we all just take a step back and really have an opportunity yeah. to engage in conversations. 
Lieutenant Governor, come on, man. You're in on all the good stuff. You're giving us some of this generic stuff. You get to hear if it's a Southern whatever group or or my boys out in Berkeley who I'm getting ripped for that are involved. Like, come on. You get all the good stuff, and you're giving us this generic, we got to play better stuff. Come on, Lieutenant Governor. Come in with some juicy stuff. <laughs> well, I am meeting a little bit later today with uh, City of Miami Police Chief, so he might have some some tidbits for me. But, but honestly, I, I can tell you that from our perspective, perspective, you know, we're, we're happy that Florida has been, for the most part, there's been a few incidents, but for the most part, you've not seen the destruction and the strife and the violence that you've seen in other communities. And I think that's a testament to where we've been. Um, you know, I remember growing up during the McDuffie riots, you know, obviously those were, were tense times for South Florida, but I think that's a testament to where we've been and, and how far we've come, recognizing that we still have a ways to go. Lieutenant Governor, thank you so much for uh, yeah. spending some time with us this morning. But if you get some juicy stuff, I like when you got – don't give me that, like, seriously, hey, we got to play better. We gave 110%. I want the, the, the hard-hitting stuff, like take a shot at the governor if you disagree with something, like all that kind of stuff. Oh, boy. Okay. I promise. If all I right. get juicy stuff, I'll all call right. you guys first. All right. All right. Open phone line for all you, right. Lieutenant Governor, whenever you need that. Right. Thank you very much for your awesome. time, as always. Thank you. Take care. I'm like Joe Rose. I like my politics dirty. Of course, you can download this show, The Joe Rose Show, or any of the shows that you hear on this radio station by simply going to our website, wqam.com, wherever you get your podcasts for absolutely free, or you can go to the radio.com app. I don't have to tell you, it is a Monday, but it's a Miami Monday. So that means in just a few minutes, we're going to have music from a Miami artist. Plus, we're going to hear this. Dan's a big hugger. After not seeing him for months, I hope he's not expecting one when he sees me. Because he ain't getting one. Not because of COVID-19 fears, but for making me drive to South Beach to do a radio show. Dan Lebitard's Weekend Observations, five minutes away on the Best of the Joe Show. Welcome back to the Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day, at Dan Day Radio on Twitter, hashtag Miami Monday. Let me know what makes you so Miami. If I like it, I'll read it out on the air. This is Miami right here. Miami's own Prince Oli. Lose it. Yeah, that's some good R&B sound from Miami's own R&B artist, Prince Oli. He's even performed with Genuine and recorded with Genuine in the past. Easy to hear why. Just grooving to that right there. Prince Oli, lose it. Losing it right now, hearing it. Dan Levitard show. Stugatz, he lost it a long time ago, but he has his weekend observations for you. And, oh, he's taking a deep look into a lot of things and not just sports. It is time for Stugatz to share his game notes. No one in the media will tell you what happened better than my boy Stu. Then he was gone. In fact, in the history of gone, no one has ever been more gone. And then, out of nowhere, after figuring out 
how to use modern technology, and with a few simple tweets, Dan, somehow, magically, Drew Brees is back. Is he? Okay. I was so tempted to say black. That wouldn't have made... Probably want to take that out. Speaking of back, after months of not seeing each other, Dan, we are back in the same room. Yes. Sort of. Yes. I don't feel like I'm in the same room as you, but we're in the same room. Dan's a big hugger. After not seeing him for months, I hope he's not expecting one when he sees me. Because he ain't getting one. Not because of COVID-19 fears, but for making me drive to South Beach to do a radio show. At least on my way home, I won't be driving directly into the teeth of protests. Just stay down here. Mm. The teeth of protest. <laughs> what happened? That's a funny phrase. Dana White, do me a favor. When you fight him, make it hurt. If you do, <laughs> I'll throw in an extra two fifty. <laughs> and by two fifty, I mean two dollars and fifty cents. I mean it's a tax write-off. <laughs> and Dan, might I recommend simply running as fast as you can into Dana's fist? Do you think Halle Berry? Had any idea what Michael Eaves was talking about. She certainly pretended to. Pretending to know who Dan is might be her best performance since Monster's Ball. Highlight of my weekend was seeing Halle Berry in the middle of that. I should have went Swordfish. Swordfish. Great flick. Only one problem with Swordfish. I've met a few computer experts in my day, and none of them. Not a one. Have ever looked like you, Jackman. They usually look like this guy, Laz. Uh, put it on the poll. Guillermo at Levitard showed is the IT guy ever looked like you, Jackman. Outside of me, no one has parlayed not listening to his teammates into more success and popularity. <laughs> I've, I've not seen Roy laugh like that in a month. He's just laughing at Laz, at the visual image of the pear-shaped Laz. Then Drew Brees. Drew Brees. Not even Vince McMahon could have come up with a face-to-heel, back-to-back, possible face turn this good. A monthly tradition unlike any other. The retirement of Conor McGregor. Somehow, that basement is the only thing that comes close to humanizing Roger Goodell. In his prime, no one. And I mean no one. Look more like a college football coach than Johnny Majors. Rest in peace. The best name-look combination in college coaching history belonged to Johnny Majors. I'm not saying anything more than this, and I'm quickly sprinting away. Daryl Morey. I would have paid good money to see Hayden Fry, Johnny Majors, and Mick Cronin fight to the death. What happened? I mean, who doesn't pay for that fight? <laughs> Put it on the poll, Guillermo. Would you pay uh, whatever it is you had to pay to see uh, Hayden Fry and Johnny Majors and who else? Uh, Hayden Fry, Johnny Majors, and Mick Cronin. Fight to the death. <laughs> Michael Irvin, who recently said the Cowboys should go after Tom Brady, now says the Cowboys should give Dak Prescott back pay for his years as being underpaid. You know what that's called, Dano? What's that called? It's called an about face. <laughs> Brittany Breeze 
said, we are the problem and we are sorry. Bree's family, some advice. Take your feet off the gas just a little bit. They are apologizing so much. (laughs) Has any great athlete done a better job of spending their entire lives saying nothing than Dan Marino? Kirk uh, Ferentz, after being with you for 21 years, you expect me to believe this is the first you're hearing about Chris Doyle? I'm no math major, but the law of averages suggests that there are some coaches living with a good deal of horror and fear right now. NASCAR, vowed to do a better job on racial injustice. Good luck. I ask this seriously. This entire time, did the horse racing ever stop at Gulfstream Park? Did it? Several Alabama players, at least four Oklahoma State players, and at least three Auburn players tested positive for COVID-19. I mean, maybe we should all pause and rethink what the hell it is that we're doing. Speaking of hell, our priors. Dan, those of the weekend observations excellent it's good to see you again it is good to be with you again i don't want to shower you in too much warmth uh i just (laughs) am fearing like you are the second wave of this (laughs) protest the protest has made everyone forget about social distancing as you can hear some of the guys on the dan levitard show back in their south beach studios hawk and crowder not so much back. They are still from home while Solana and I are here in the studio. But right now, let's give a listen to what Hawk and Crowder have to say. Roger Goodell with this situation, Hawk, he can swing me because I really dislike this man. But what he did Friday and what's going on now, I am watching this closely to see because I will swing on Roger Goodell if he goes against his money, because we know that's where it starts, and his support staff to really back these players and what's going on right now in the world. This, this, this is big for me, and I think it's huge for Roger Goodell. Could Roger Goodell be putting on his big boy pants? We'll hear from Hawk and Crowder next. Plus, remember... As if you didn't already know, it is Monday. That means it is a Miami Monday. More music from a Miami artist in about five here on the Best of the Joe Show. This is the Best of the Joe Show. Running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day on a Miami Monday. That means I've got Miami artist Prince Oli. With those smooth R&B sounds and his song, Open. Prince Oli from right here in the 305 on this Miami Monday at Dan Day Radio on Twitter. Hashtag Miami Monday. Let me know what makes you so Miami. And if I like it, I may just repeat it out on the air. I know I'm liking this Prince Oli Open. His R&B sounds have brought him all around the world, including even to China. Mm. There's something that you're doing to me. You got me open. Open. I took one look into your eyes. Gotta feel good with that. Always feeling good with Hawk and Crowder. Weekdays, 3 to 6, right here on 560. The Joe earlier today. They get into that tainted love. Talk about football craziness. And a little bit of social justice. Oh, tainted love. Uh, uh. 
<laughs> now, who is that? Who is who is my co-host? Because one day, very soon, you're going to tune into this show, ladies and germs. An old person's uh, joke there. And uh, you are going to hear, and I'm going to hear a different co-host, because Channing's wife is due. She is due to have their third child. When I say due, I mean like due, do do. <laughs> So, (laughs) is it you? Is it you today still? It's still me, baby. I'm holding on, but that that, that stomach's going to start cramping here in a little while, so I'll let Uh, y'all know if it happens today. No baby Chaz over the weekend. I was certain over the weekend she was going to have the baby, and uh, no dice, huh? No, we had a Saturday, we had a scare, and everything was lined up. I had the the stroller and the bag and the car, and she was in the tub, and she got the tub and was kind of like, oh, no, I just think it was a little, you know, they have, it's kind of like pseudo contract. (laughs) I think she has some pseudo contractions because the woman's body gets ready for the baby. It's all kind of craziness. But yeah, scare on Saturday, but no Chaz yet. She ready to get that thing out of her? I remember my wife by this time, she was just, get this thing out of me. Yeah, she is. But the crazy thing is she works so hard that she's showing a house tomorrow. And I'm like, I'm in the middle of kind of like, you think you should be showing houses and selling houses (laughs) right now? She's like, well, they scheduled to see the the property, so I got to show them the property. I'm like, well, you know, do you? thing baby it's number three so she she understands too and like even saturday when she had the scare she was like this these aren't real contractions these are probably little pseudo contractions so she's a you know how people like yeah i'm a man i have a beard like my wife is a woman she she understands (laughs) womanly stuff she's on top let me tell you something though if you're showing a house there's an immediate discount if your water breaks on carpet (laughs) i'm just saying i'm no real estate expert but there's an immediate discount she's taking a swiffer with her she's gonna swift it up real fast you don't know how to do it Crowder and his wife are registered on buybuybaby.com if uh, if you want to get them a little uh, baby gift. Not and too thank, late. Thank you so much. We've had a handful of listeners, you know, going to registration. And actually, our boss, Lynn, forwarded me an email from a listener that wanted to con- contact me to get. He was like, he wanted to know exactly what we needed. He just, just want to go off the registry. So oh. thank you all so much, everybody out there that is is helping out with little baby chats. We do Very nice. Buybuybaby.com. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff still to discuss today. There's two things at the top of my radar. One, University of Miami football continues to clean up in the transfer portal game. Yeah. And two, the NFL and Roger Goodell apologized on Friday for getting it wrong. And now, as Ben Volen, our friend from the Boston Globe, tweets, uh, because Donald Trump has since followed that up with a tweet that says, could it be even remotely possible that in Roger Goodell's rather interesting statement of peace and reconciliation, he was intimating that it would be okay now for players to kneel or not stand for the national anthem, thereby disrespecting our country and our flag. So Trump tweets that. Ben Volan tweets, Trump is laying the trap. Will the NFL bite? And that's the other prevailing topic for me. And and I would say this, uh, this worked for Donald Trump three years ago. I don't think it's going to work for him now. I think people realize that A, it was a mistake like Roger Goodell apologized, and whether you believe the apology went far enough. We're going to talk with Safid Dean, by the way, from the Sun Sentinel in moments uh, about that. Regardless of what you thought of Roger Goodell's apology or whatnot, I think um, the president, this worked for him. There wasn't other uh, stuff going on in the world when he decided to pick that fight three years ago. And so it worked for him. I think he's going to find out really quickly that it doesn't this time. I I think he's going to abandon that 
as well. He likes to send up these things, see what sticks, what doesn't. But it is interesting because the NFL has some very, very difficult decisions to make. Yeah, yeah. He's playing the hits. Trump's yeah. playing the hits. And about 10 years ago, you can play Soldier Boy and people would listen. Uh, you mm-hmm. can't play Soldier Boy anymore and listen. He's trying to play the hits to his rhetoric and the people that have supported in the past. You know, everybody knows I, I dislike Roger Goodell because of our interactions in the past and knowing that I believe 100% he was the muscle, the bulldog for the owners. Roger Goodell makes $40 million a year to back the owners, the owners of these teams. Mm-hmm. And if people don't know, the Dolphins, starting with the Dolphins, I'll start with our team, Dolphins, Cowboys, Jets, Redskins, Jags, Pats, Texans, Browns, Rams, and Buccaneers, just the NFL teams, there's MLB teams, Formula One, UFC, WWE, they back Trump. They backed his first election, they're backing his re-election. Those owners of those teams I just named are Roger Goodell's bosses. So I want to see if he is going to stick to what he said and not punish and continue to support the players' silent protests because now he's not the bulldog and the muscle for the owners anymore because a quarter of the owners of the NFL support Trump financially. I'm Roger Goodell with this situation, Hawk, he can swing me because I really dislike this man. But what he did Friday and what's going on now, I am watching this closely to see because I will swing on Roger Goodell if he goes against his money, because we know that's where it starts, and his support staff to really back these players and what's going on right now in the world. This 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 is big for me, and I think it's huge for Roger Goodell, and honestly, his legacy as the commissioner of the NFL. It is going to be very interesting, and I said this on Monday, last Monday when we started the show. You can be a Republican, you can be a Democrat, you can be independent, you could be a libertarian, you can be whatever you want to be, but I think most people, at this point realize that the NFL and the stance that they took on the kneeling was wrong. And it was wrong for for a very obvious fact. It was never about disrespecting the military or the flag. They let you know that. Now again, if you're a person that believes that's what it is, you're just choosing to believe something that's not true. That's your choice. But you are choosing to believe something that's not true. What we've seen, everyone is in agreement. Peaceful and silent protests are the preferred form. Peaceful protests, when you see, I mean, tens of thousands of people marching in Philadelphia peacefully, it's a whole hell of a lot different And it means a whole hell of a lot more than 300 people rioting and looting. And if you really look back at what Colin Kaepernick said at the beginning, it was to shine a light on systemic injustice and the way minorities were being policed versus the way whites were being policed. If people had paid attention to it, maybe George Floyd wouldn't have been murdered. And so I think that's the the genesis of where Roger Goodell says, yeah, I got it wrong. Like, we got it wrong. And I think a lot of people do that. They go, wow, you know what? Maybe I should have paid attention to what he was saying, to what Kenny Stills was saying, rather than just say, oh, no, 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 you hate the country. Because they were saying to you, no, 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 we love the country. We want it to be better. We want it to be better. Had that message uh, been listened to, we might be in a whole different situation today. So I think 
it will be interesting, like you say, to see how Roger Goodell and the league continue with the approach because you know everyone has been emboldened now. I know I am. I tell you there is no two sides to it anymore. If you believe the kneeling is disrespecting the flag or the troops, you are willfully choosing to ignore the truth. You are. That's your decision. And I think I'm not the only one emboldened to say that I think a lot of people are, and Roger Goodell may be one. And this is another thing, too. I thought about that this weekend, Hawk. With the whole disrespect, and I saw, you know, the, in the dummies, the people that are choosing to look at another way, you hear the thing, but go, uh, well, go to Africa. Go back to Africa. First, I've never, I've been to Africa on a family vacation, a safari. I'm not born in Africa. I was born in Pennsylvania. So, like, that whole thing, but I won't get into it. I could live anywhere I want to. I could, I, I have a, look, Google me with it. I have, a, I have a little money. I choose to live in America. I love America. America and what we do and how, how we can thrive and all that. I love America. Anything you love, any car you love, any business you love can have flaws. You don't have to just backball the business or move out of the country if you think there are flaws in something you love. The best car in the world might have bad, bad gas mileage or a faulty, a faulty um, airbag. Let's fix that problem other than just sell the car. Let's fix that problem other than just go back to Africa. Move if you don't like how it's going here. What if I don't like what's going on where I live so I want to change that piece of where right. I am that's that's the craziest thing when people are like oh you don't like this right you think it's right. systematic well just leave no I want to change the problem I have an issue with but I love everything else and I'm sure a number of people that are protesting the number of people that are going for police brutality the number of people that are trying to you know the, the systematic oppression of colored people they still love America they don't love that piece of America so stop saying if you don't like it leave if you don't like it change it that's right. what I want if you do not like it try to change it and the protest is a voice for the unheard if you could if you really believe you could walk up to a police commissioner or police captain and say hey i don't like the way you police people of color and he said okay we're gonna change it it hasn't happened so why the unheard needs a voice don't say go somewhere if you don't like how america is i want to stay where i am i want to keep what i have and i want to change what i don't like and that's what everybody does as a human being in the entire earth change what you don't like and appreciate and respect what you do i love i appreciate I love the United States of America, but I think we have some issues here that need to be changed, and I don't think it's that crazy to ask for that. No, it's not. It is so simple. And in fact, that was Donald Trump's platform. It what got him elected. Make America great again. He was telling you it's not great. In his mind, it's not great right now. I need to make changes to make it great. That was his whole idea. So the notion that if you kneel for the flag, you're saying you hate the country it's just laughable to me it's laughable it's it's the same thing you know where you hear coal miners saying well we're being left behind nobody says well go move to a place where they use coal they go hey let's figure out how we can make it so you don't feel left behind any longer that's all it is it's so simple to me you know when they uh when uh, Donald Trump tries to pervert the message carbon emissions, you know, and, and so people on the far right and they'll tweet at you and whatever and they'll say, oh, you're taking an airplane to Vegas? Guess you don't care about the, uh, the environment. You know, when people say that carbon emissions needs to be addressed, it doesn't mean that anyone's calling for 
the end of air travel. They're saying what Crowder just said there. Let's figure out a way to address it, make it better. You know, we used to have leaded gasoline. It was really bad for the environment. No one said when we started to address, hey, we need to get rid of leaded gasoline. Nobody said, oh, they want to get rid of cars. No, (laughs) it was, let's find, right, let's find a cleaner way to use gasoline. So don't, don't let the, uh, the argument get perverted. And if you're so worried, because here's what I think happens. So many people get so scared. You just heard Crowder say, I love America. I love the country. I want to make it better. So you don't have to be scared. I have found that people uh, on the right, they're very scared of everything. Everything scares them. And so you don't have to be scared. There's nothing wrong with trying to make things better and even for everybody. And there's nothing scary about that. That is the American way. But mm-hmm. that is a uh, that is an interesting quandary the NFL is going to find themselves in, especially with you know there are more progressive owners and there are progress and there are owners that are the old school club, and yeah. that is going to be an interesting battle to watch this play out. Yeah, and to see the the, the coaches too and the different players. Adrian yeah. Peterson, Adrian Peterson, flat out came out and said, "I'm kneeling the entire season, and I'm telling you, a bunch of players are kneeling too." So now Roger Goodell is hearing that as a respected guy, Larry Fitzgerald as well. He came out with a statement. Michael Thomas like. These are big names. This isn't Channing Crowders now. These are your pro bowlers. So I want to see, honestly, Roger either has to backpedal on everything he said Friday or he has to continue to head that direction. This is big on what Roger Goodell's next move is and next release is, especially how Drew Brees... Drew Brees addressed Donald Trump's tweet, right. and now Roger has to address it. I have to see Roger's next move. I think that is one of the biggest points in American sports with this issue on how Roger replies to the president of what the president said about yeah. what Drew did and about what he just said. And my guess is, if you acknowledge we were wrong about this at the beginning, you're pretty much saying we were wrong. You can't yeah. say we were wrong. Still don't do it, though. No, you know what no. I mean? You just you can't do it. So <laughs> I, I think uh, I think that's going to be an interesting uh, scenario for them. And obviously, I'm sure they're talking about it already. Here is the actual statement from Roger Goodell, which Hawk and Crowder are commenting on. It has been a difficult time for our country, in particular, black people in our country. First, my condolences to the families of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, and all the families who have endured police brutality. We, the National Football League, condemn racism and the systematic oppression of black people. We, the National Football League, admit we were wrong for not listening to NFL players earlier and encourage all to speak out and peacefully protest. We, the National Football League, believe black lives matter. I personally protest with you and want to be part of the much needed change in this country. Without black players, there would be no National Football League. And the protests around the country are emblematic of the centuries of silence, inequality, and oppression of black players, coaches, fans, and staff. We are listening. I am listening. And I will be reaching out to players who have raised their voices and others on how we can improve and go forward for a better and more united NFL family. I'll have to say during this COVID-19 pandemic Roger Goodell has come out smelling like a rose. He seems to have turned over a new leaf. We'll see how he does going forward. One guy that hasn't changed, Stephen A. Smith, yelling anytime that he can on ESPN. But recently, I don't like what he yelled about our heat. Yes. Finished. It's over. Wow. It's over. Um, I don't believe they will win game six, Skip. 
even if they win game six and a miracle happened, and I think it's gotten to a point where it would be a miracle if they win this series, they're certainly not winning an NBA World Championship. Not only is this series over, everything's over for Miami. We don't know if Eric Spolster will be back. I think after that, we don't know if the big three will be together. And I hope that they live the entire offseason wondering what on earth is going to happen. I hope they are upset. I hope they are uncomfortable. I hope they are stressed. I hope they are embarrassed. I hope everything because they have flagrantly failed. That's Stephen A. Smith in a past comment about the Heat in the NBA Finals. Not high on them going into this restart July 31st, but we'll see, Stephen A. We'll see. We're healthy. We're happy. We're ready. And we have culture. Thank you for spending some time being cultured with me this evening. And hopefully I didn't make you dumber. Heard from the Joe Rose Show, Dan Levitard, Hawk and Crowder. Had some Miami music. Oh, yeah. You got to like Miami Mondays for that one reason. Prince Oli from right here in Miami played some of his music. And of course, if you want to relive it all, you can for free wherever you get your podcasts, radio.com app, or you can go to our website, wqam.com and download at any time. Got any questions? Holler at me at Dan Day Radio on Twitter. I'm going home to drink some funky Buddha, hard seltzer, beers, and enjoy life. This is the best of the Joe Show. Later, slug. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.